Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. My funny Valentine, sweet comic Valentine. Yeah, well, it is uh, right on the horizon, I, I guess. Uh, when is it? The, guess? Four, the 14th? Yes. Yeah. How can you not know when Valentine's Day is? Well, I do. I, I do. Actually, I do. I know that date better than my own anniversary, actually. I, I We were either married on the 8th or the 9th. Uh, and but I'm it was the ninth. Uh, do you even know what month? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I sure do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just check it, and I don't know. But it, actually, my wife, uh, you know, that's always the famous thing the husband who can't remember his anniversary, right. date. she's the one who gets the date mixed up, she can never get it straight. Hmm. And it is the ninth, but she always thinks it's the eighth. Now, do you guys, you guys have been married for. So long, oh, I yeah. imagine. Is yeah. Valentine's Day there's just that, another... There's that famous picture of my wife. She wasn't my wife then, but she is now. But there's that very famous picture on uh, VJ Day of I, I bending her over and, and wearing, my, I'm wearing my sailor suit. That wasn't you. Oh, yeah. That, so, That's so not you. We were married just the next day after that picture was taken. Huh. That's how long how we've been that? married. Yeah. Well, 62% of adults will partake in Valentine's Day celebrations this year. Are you among that percentage? We'll, we'll participate in what? Celebrations? Yeah, that you're uh, going to celebrate the holiday. Or is it just another day to you? Are you going to watch football? Oh, yeah. Is there a game on? Probably. Mm, yeah. Funny Valentine Sweet comic Valentine You make me smile With my No, uh, I don't. We do. We'll probably go out to dinner. I bet something like okay, that. Okay, so you're yeah. gonna celebrate taco time. How much money are you gonna spend on dinner? You're, you're in, are you gonna go Dutch? Taco time's kind of expensive. Um, maybe I'll go Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco <laughs> yeah, since Bell. you're not really uh, with Taco Time anymore, are no, you? No, no, I can. Yeah, yeah, I can be. Are you going to buy her flowers? And you might be surprised that the um, I went to the uh, website called history.com to get some numbers on Valentine's Day. Um, typically, the amount of money that is spent, um, I- the average amount, well, first of all, um, men shell out about an average of $150 for Valentine's Day. They do? <laughs> you mean over a period of years? Multiple oh Valentine's God. Days? 
Look at you. All of a sudden, something says to me that you've fallen quite short of that number. This is an average. That's an average. And women spend an average of $74. Well, that's not fair. Uh, Well, that's how it goes. Your looks are laughable. Um, no, my, my, I'm getting your flowers. I'm thinking the Valentine's Day is this because is maybe old fashioned of me, but I, I think it's a day for women to be celebrated by either men or their same sex partner. But I don't think it's you don't, it, I don't think men really? ought to get Valentine's. You don't think men, this is interesting. That's what I think. So, you don't think women should say to their loved ones that a day to show their sweethearts how much they love. So basically you're saying the men should do all the work and the women should well, do I nothing and go, thanks. Yeah. Well, and if the guy goes, well, did you get me anything? Aren't I your relative? Nope. It's just this holiday is about me. Well, I kind of think it is. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, that's what I think. I'm, no, it's a... It's in a, fact, you're right, It's though. a holiday for lovers. That's what Valentine's is for oh, lovers. Well, Two see, people. I wish I... I this is, I'm coming a you're little really late getting... to the party here. <laughs> this is information I should have had a long time ago. Are you going to be getting her some flowers? Um... It's just such a cliche to get flowers. I thought I'd get candy instead. Candy, yeah, because that's different. Yeah. Do you know what the top flower picks are? You might be surprised at the number one. Uh, let me see if I can guess. Okay. I'd say roses. No. Nope. Okay, really? That's not okay. the number one. Isn't that surprising? I would have thought yeah, red it, red roses would be the number so one flower choice. It would be daffodils. No. Uh, not lilies, because then she'd think she died. Um, uh, uh, carnation. Just, just mixed flowers is the oh. number one flower. Well, that was a choice. trick question because those mixed flowers well, could have true. roses in there. Red roses are the second most popular. And that's then, usually what I go and with. And then other roses are uh, the third most popular. Um, and then plants are number five. If somebody gave me a plant for Valentine's Day, if my lover said, "Here's a cactus." I might be a little upset. Well, my think about my thinking I is I like flowers, though. Well, yeah, but how about uh, uh, flowers that are li- live flowers? Alive flowers, isn't that what you're supposed to give? No, as I mean, opposed to when, what? Well, once you give, once you cut them into a bouquet, they're oh, you dying. mean living flowers? Living, yeah. Okay, yeah, li- got li- it. Live, <laughs> yeah, living flowers. Yes. I sometimes just don't understand be- you because when you give them, then you're giving something that's going to last. I a like while. that. That's why I always have trouble. Giving flowers because then, like then the petals start falling off before but I even get home. I like that because then you can um, have flowers that you can grow and cut yourself, which I do. I have a flower mm-hmm. garden, a cutting garden. Now. You saw we got a little yeah. setup back there too, yeah. where we grow not just flowers, but, but boy, they we're really born, we're born at growing weed back there now. Do you want some? <laughs> I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's not you. marijuana; it's just weed. I got it's weeds. it. Got it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we're I, growing it. Really it's easy. stick it to you the guys because you're right women don't t- t- typically buy men roses men men are pretty much the customers when it comes to buying the red roses for valentine's day and they stick it to you oh, i know, I know. A dozen roses for a ra- for a valentine's day can cost you upwards of 80 dollars well now i don't know if they around if, valentine's day yeah because i don't think this is the time of year for it but uh, there is no better value than uh, the Pike Place Market when you want to get fresh flowers, but that's right. that's pretty seasonal. But you can get these big ass yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, big bottomed um, yeah, big ass of flowers. I know for, for like 
Ten, eight bucks, ten, nine eight bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's nice, and they're it's beautiful. Nice. Is that what you're going to do? Go down and get her some well, cheap ass Pike Pike Place Market no, flowers? I'm not. Go, I'm not just. Because she'll going, know. She'll sh- know. She'll go. You went to Pike Place Market and got me ten dollar flowers. Yeah, I know. You? No, but I but I don't think they have fresh flowers down there this time of year anyway. So you're you're pretty much being held uh, captive by these uh, floral. You know, places. Yeah, but still only FTD about FTD and oh, that sort of stuff. Surprisingly, only about twenty three percent of adults actually buy pl- flowers on Valentine's Day. So you're not among that. I'm just surprised. I thought it would be a higher percentage. Well, I I have that. This isn't the first thing that comes to mind. I think we. Uh, what I like to do. Uh, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to give her a card. Do you know how many Valentine's cards? But here's the thing. Are sent every. I'm going to put uh, five dollars in the card. <laughs> I think that's funny. When you open it to speak, are you smart? 150 million Valentine's Day cards go out every year. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. That is is a lot. So, So everything you've said so far, it's implicit, if I'm reading you correctly, that those are all cliche gifts. And flowers and well, chocolate. It's too easy to come not, up with that. So I need cliche. to come up with something different. Yeah, they're just they're just typically what people celebrate Valentine's Day with chocolate. I personally think candy. Four hundred forty-eight million dollars spent on candy during the week of February fourteenth. You know, I, if I got candy for Valentine's Day, I, I just think that's just a, a cop out. I, that's why I said, yeah, yeah I you, think it's a cop. You know, I, I we should get her. Some I should get her something that she needs, and I know. That she needs a new lawnmower because the one we have is just sputtering, <laughs> and she hates it. Yeah, she hates yeah. using it. Yeah, she uh-huh. get her one that she really likes to use. That that doesn't really say love, does it? My dad would do that though. I think we've talked about this before, uh, and I think a lot of I dads know. of that generation they just didn't know what to do, so they would buy a new vacuum cleaner because she said she needed one. That's ridiculous because it's about love. I mean, how do you not know that it's about love, which means you buy... Maybe your wife loves to vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) Every every time this vacuum sucks, I'll think of you, Larry. Right. Anyway, well, happy Valentine's Day. I'm I'm not really going to be doing anything. It's not your favorite day of the year, huh? Well, that's not my favorite. I just, I usually am crying i mean working <laughs> it'll be fine yeah it will be it'll fine. be fine yeah that, that would don't make too much but it's just a day somebody yes. invented it that's right and uh and the hallmark people just go and the chocolate people oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the thing to do though is because the day after valentine's day they put all those stupid boxes of chocolate on sale oh i know that's when i go in and i just start loading up my cart well doesn't don't a lot of half off. don't a lot of those chocolates have a shelf life of like 17 years anyway sure. couldn't you buy it now and then give just it next hope year? there's somebody around to give it to next year yeah. yeah each day is valentine's day I used to. What, what's your favorite candy? If you had well, your go-to candy, M- peanut M and M's. Really? Yeah. Mm. Peanut M and M's. I like it because they're portable, and Excuse me, I don't. I'm going to ha- cough. Just a sec. Keep, go- keep talking. Okay. 
Keep talking. No, I want to hear you cough. No. No, I'm talking to you. All right, I'll, now, now I'll not cough. Just cough and just edit it out of the thing, for no, God's no, sake. No, I just won't cough. Get a drink of water right there behind I you. I don't know. I Have don't a know. drink Sometimes of water. water makes me cough. Oh, gosh. What was I even saying now? I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> oh, man. I get... Do you remember what I was saying? It was really good. <sighs> I don't remember. Oh, I asked you what your favorite candy was. Oh, peanut M&M's because they're portable. And once you, you know, you don't have to do the whole bag. You can just have three. And it's like, oh, oh that's no. good. No, I disagree. You've got to if do If you the open whole a bag. Snickers, you can't just like have a bite and then try to put the wrapper back. Oh, it doesn't work. The well, wrapper it, doesn't I work. Don't, I, when I open a Snickers, that baby is going. That whole thing is going in the pie I hole. I do it's like not, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is my second. That's pretty good. That's and, pretty dang good. Yeah. You're right. So the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and the peanut M&Ms are my absolute my, favorite. My favorite candy for a period of time, even Can, as an adult. Don't say candy corn. It <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Isn't that the dumbest candy ever? Yeah, well, I used to like to stick it in my mouth so it looked like (laughs) they were your teeth. (laughs) And you you can't find it all year round, which is dumb. And I had uh, dreams when I was a kid of becoming a Catholic priest. So I would buy those Necco wafers because they looked (laughs) about the same size as hosts. I never thought of that. It's very funny. But they taste better. But I don't believe That's very funny. I don't believe they'll save your soul. But uh, I used let to love guess. those chocolate. Go ahead. Let me you... guess. Yeah, York mem- peppermint patties. You no. look like a York peppermint patty guy. No, no, but that's not a that's not a tootsie bad roll. Game. You look like a tootsie roll man. I wouldn't turn one down, but that's not it. Milky, Milky Way. No, no, you're t- you're getting brand names. And oh, this, this is a specific kind of candy. Oh, they are the chocolate covered cherries. Oh, I know. You like them? Yes. I didn't used to. I hated them as a kid. I didn't like all that goopy stuff that yeah, came out of exactly. it. It was like, ooh, this is horrible. And then I don't know. I popped one in my mouth as an adult, and I love them. Well, I don't love them anymore. You don't? Somebody pointed out to me. I, I put the top off one. And don't guy, tell me then. The guy said, you know what that la, looks la, like? La. That looks like a horrible sore that la. you're about to eat. <laughs> la, 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 <laughs> la. I don't want to hear it. You're ruining them for I me. Know. I'm just telling you. <laughs> once oh, that's you, terrible. Once you think of it that way, you'll never want to eat one again. That's that's the so psychology it's got to, a goop, to it's quitting got the, anything. It's got the goop in it and the, the red, red thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it looks like a sore. Candy. Why I call my sugar candy. So what's your favorite now? Uh, Snickers. Snickers. Yeah, okay. That's far, far and away, Snickers. Yeah, those are good. It's a pretty uh, good discussion we're having, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and candy, he's sweet on me. Do you suppose they sit around the White House? Uh, I was uh, hey, wondering if you like Snickers or if you prefer... Uh, <laughs> Chocolate uh, covered church. You know, everything we say doesn't have to be su- supremely cerebral. Oh, don't worry. Or, it's not. <laughs> or somehow life changing. We can I know. just chat. I know, I know. Uh, you're right about that. Uh, so, speaking of your favorite things, um, what's your favorite TV show right now? I mean, currently. Well, you know, I've made no secret that I'm actually very ashamed that i'm into the new season of the bachelor now why are you ashamed because everybody seems to think it's a really crappy show but me (laughs) 
And there's well, all. Well, everybody doesn't think it's a crappy show because that gets huge ratings, doesn't it? It gets huge ratings. Yeah, so, and, so you're you're on the side of the majority. And yes, like. most of the ninety nine point nine percent of the relationships don't last. But there's just something to me fascinating. And isn't it ninety nine point nine percent of the people viewing it are female? Wouldn't you guess? Um, no, actually, I've. I don't think that Come number... to think of it, I know couples that watch yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah there yeah, are couples just, that watch yeah. it together. Yeah, I, I'm not one of them. I'm not half of such a couple. Have you ever seen The Bachelor? Oh, bits and pieces. Will you do uh, me a favor before our next I'm podcast? I'm so busy watching Downton Abbey. Will you just watch one episode? All the way through? Please, just so we can talk about it. All right, all right. Okay. But... Uh, uh, it is. It is. I, I'm actually off of this, uh, completely divorced from the reality show thing now. I know. I, I we spent too much of my short life watching uh, these talent shows, American I don't, Idol. Those and all I've that. never watched. Yeah. I've well, never you're not. Go- don't watch it starting now because it's never just, got into them. Yeah. If you don't watch them, you won't miss them. You just, just don't miss them. I don't care about people that can sing and dance and juggle plates. I don't know. I don't, but, but I care about women who get in cat fights over a guy. Okay. I well, don't know so why. That's very honest. So, but this is interesting. The folks from The Bachelor, they have actually, I saw this article a few weeks ago and I didn't know what, how you felt about this or if you've ever been the victim of this, where if, uh, if a guy asks you for your phone number, not you, but They've set up this phone number that you can give out to a guy that you don't really want to give out your phone number to. So instead of appearing rude, you give out this phone number and the guy goes, hey, I guess I got her number. I guess I'll give her a call. And it's it's actually Chris Harrison who answers the phone. Who's and that? The, Who's the, the host of The of the Bachelor. Oh, oh well, answers well, the, Chris Harrison. He answers the phone and apparently gives the guy the news that she doesn't like you, dude. And oh, really? I, I gave you the you phone number, the, the so number? yes. So do you want to hear what he It's under that piece of paper right there. Oh, no. Nope. Right, right no, no. Oh, buy your water glass. Go buy your water glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Under oh, there that, it there, there it is. is. I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. All right. So, so this is a number. So I haven't listened to the whole thing um, through, right. um, but and, and apparently The Bachelor, oh good, I can hear that nice and loud. Uh, Sean, The Bachelor, is also on here as well. I just think it's awful, the well, it idea kinda, of it, it but kinda, I want to hear how uh, they... Check it out. Hey, thanks for calling. I'm Chris Harrison, host of The Bachelor, and I have some unfortunate news for you. <laughs> oh, Whoever geez. gave you this number is trying to send you a message. Oh. Not a good one. They don't like you. Oh, man. For you. Yeah. The good news is I have the new Bachelor, Sean Lowe, here to help you make it through this tough time. Oh, so, if you'd like to hear Sean commiserate about your wasted, crushed heart, press 1. Hey, this is Sean, the new Bachelor. Man, this sucks. This just really sucks. Like, big time sucks. Sure, I got dumped on national TV in front of millions. True. But I never got some fake number like you did. I mean, that really just sucks. Straight out sucks. I feel bad for you. Okay, thanks a it? whole lot, Sean. Well, there were other options. Hey, this is Sean, the new Bachelor. Oh. Man, this sucks. Okay, no, we heard that. Let me push another number and see if something else comes up here. I did not recognize that as a valid entry. Hello? Who are you? When did you get into this conversation? <laughs> I did not recognize that anyway, as a well, valid there's, So there's entry. other options oh. on there, but I just, I don't know. As a guy, if that happened to you, would you, would you go... Oh, that's pretty funny. Or, or would you go? Would you be humiliated? How would you feel about that? Um, I I wouldn't be happy about it. No, I, maybe not happy, but 
would you, you wouldn't be humiliated. Would you laugh? Would you go, that's pretty funny? No, I'd cough like this. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. That's all right. I'm on the tail end of some cold or something. Um, <clears throat> well, I guess it's kind of funny, I, I guess. I, I Have you ever had anybody give you a fake number before when you were dating back in the old days? Did they have phones back then? I'm in the phone booth if the water's cross the wall. If you don't answer, I'll just bring it off the wall. just stopped this recording for a moment because I got into a coughing jag, but we were saying, well, you were asking me... Has, and, have you ever been the victim of a fake phone number where you went, yeah, man, I scored that girl's digits, and uh, and then you went to dial and it was either, you know, wah, 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 there, no... This well, you know, I could count. Uh, I'd, first of all, back when I was dating... Uh, there were no cell phones. That's how long ago it was. So you had to, you had a specific phone number, and you had to be at a specific place. Sure. Near that oh, phone. Sure. You weren't even answering like, machines. Like, like a phone booth or something like that. There weren't even answering machines. No. Right? You, in fact, you had to you had to crank. There was a crank on the side of the phone. <sighs> no. Did not and, that bad. But you're right. I forgot those days. You. If you missed a call, you missed a call. You didn't even know who it was. You didn't even have star 69 to see who the last call was. The only problem I have with the uh, with, with this uh, concept is that this would be if you don't ever expect to run into that person again. Because okay. then, then it's going to, the next encounter will be very awkward when he's, hey, uh, that was a pretty, pretty slick trick there. Uh, or, uh-huh. or vice versa. Right. Giving me that fake bat- bachelor yeah. hotline number. Uh-huh. Well, why couldn't you just said, uh, I'm not, not interested. I mean, this is that's a hard way to find out. Yeah. Pretty crummy, wasn't it? Although, not a lot of guys take that very well, I can tell you. I had a guy that, uh, somebody I knew, and it's just a long story. I don't even want to go into it. But I, I kind of said to him, you know, I'm just really not interested in that way. And, and... Uh, oh no! Actually, I, I what what way weren't you interested in? <laughs> <laughs> that way. Oh, that way. <laughs> Show me which. Oh, that way. Oh man. Well, no, not that. This way. Oh, that. That way, way I was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Because this way was. Well, that for one thing, that way is illegal in well, at least forty-eight that's states. Not why I wasn't interested. Yes, in. it was. My way. But I just, yeah, I kind of, uh, he sent me an email and I actually didn't respond. He sort of poured his heart out. I feel bad about it because I was so shocked to know that this guy had, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought we were just buddies. And, and, and I hadn't talked to him in ages anyway. And so he waits out all these years and then pours his heart out. And I just didn't answer him. And he goes, and then he sends another email real snotty that goes, well, I guess your silence says volumes, doesn't it? Have a nice life and enjoy yourself. Very snotty. So can you imagine? I didn't hear anything in what you just said that, that said it was snotty. He said very nice things. He said, I guess that speaks volumes, uh, giving a sort of a literary reference. And then he said, I hope you have a nice life. I mean, th- everything's positive. I didn't read any snot into that at all. Are you ever on my side, ever? I, I just want ever. you to try and see the, the possibilities that you may be misperceiving things. So, that's all. But there is something to be said 
for having to just let somebody down and say no. That's a hard thing to do, to say no. So I can see why giving giving somebody a fake... Sorry, I just burped. Oh, that reminds me of our phone number, too, <laughs> by the way, which is... No, that's not it. It is uh, 425-522-BURP. Right. Okay. All right. So... I don't know. I don't think I'd give somebody a fake note. That'd be kind of mean, but I can see why it's an easy way to get out. Should we try one of the other options on this Bachelor hotline? Yeah, let's try it again. Let's see. I think there are three options on how Sean Lowe can help you feel better about this terrible fake phone number that you've been given. Although, you know, that one Chris Harrison is, I've interviewed him on the radio before. Oh, yeah. Very nice guy. Oh, yeah. He's just so stiff. He's just like, you could. Oh, but what happened? I don't know. I misdialed. Hang on. All right. I'll get it. All right. This is the Bachelor Rejection Hotline. The Bachelor Rejection Hotline. And you can give this phone. We can even give the phone number out, too. Go ahead. I don't know how long they'll keep this thing going. I don't have it on my... But it's 212-432-7827. I'm Chris Harrison, host of The Bachelor. And I have some unfortunate news. Should we just jump ahead to what we think would be the other option? I just send you a message. Wait. And it's not a good one. They don't like you. It's short enough. No rose for you. Yeah. The good news is I have the new bachelor, Sean Lowe, here to help you make it through this tough time. Listen through all of them. So, if you'd like to hear Sean commiserate about your wasted, crushed heart, press 1. To hear a special uplifting poem from Sean, press 2. For a straight-up pep talk from Sean, press 3. Let's see what the pep talk is. if you just... Go, Sean. Hey, this is Sean, the new bachelor. So, I hear someone doesn't think you're worth giving a real phone number to. Well, so what? You know how many fish are in the sea? In my case... No, how many? Six. But you have so many more to pick from. You are so lucky. Every no or wrong number is just a step closer to finding just the right person. Oh, brother. Hang up this phone. Get back on that horse. There you go. Life awaits, my friend. Oh, but brother. A, but, I a, but I am a horse. Do you think a guy's really going to hey, go... This is Sean, the new bachelor. Oh, go, Do you think that he, people, a guy's going to go, Wow, he's right. I am good enough. I am going to get back on that horse. And then the horse throws him. <laughs> and gives him another fainty folk, uh, f- fake number. Well, anyway, when you get right down to this, all the things just to promote that of show, course. The Bachelor. Sure. but. But uh, it did prompt it. It did prompt an, an interesting <laughs> conversation about giving phone number, fake phone numbers out. And uh, I don't know why I was doing this, but I was fooling around looking at different news links today, and and there I got into one that was obviously designed for women, and it, it was the things that <laughs> did women, you immediately leave the way women should not, uh, the way they should or should not text uh, a guy. Oh, oh, uh, really? Him out like if you just gone out on a date. You don't immediately text them and say, oh, I had a wonderful time. It was so great. You're thing. supposed to wait a day, yeah, you're right? You're supposed to cool your heels for oh, a while. Don't brother. look. brother. And then, and then if, he's, if he texts you, mm-hmm. then don't text him right back. You want to just build a little suspense in there. Are you oh, going to yeah. Because most relationships built on game playing work out really well. Especially game based on texting. Uh-huh. Yeah. What else, What are the other rules? Oh, I can't remember the rest of them. I just... But they were good, weren't they? They were all <clears throat> uniformly good, yeah. Uh, we were talking about um, Manti Tao in a previous podcast. And I 
again, at the point that we're recording this now, we don't know how that whole story turned out or what the story even is. But it made me wonder about your, I wanted to get your take on this idea that you could fall in love with somebody and you'd never met them in the, in person, but you've talked to them on the phone and then, or mm-hmm. you know, on the internet or texting and what, and, and does that, is that weird to you? No. I don't think it, I kind of don't think it is either. No, not at all, because you're you're actually probably more apt to find positives about somebody that you haven't really spent time in. You don't hear them, you know. You don't see the big big sore on their lip and all that. You don't see that. You don't see them blowing their nose in the shower. You don't see, you know, all those things that eventually Mm -hmm. sort of irritate you after a while. You're really setting it up for a perfect environment for something to grow. The other thing that happens too is you forget it, it is sort of a fantasy world where you can kind of create your own, um, you can put this person on a statue, on a statue. Pedestal. <laughs> you can burn them on if they the Take the statue down and, and put exactly. them up back on the pedestal where the statue was. That's what you're saying. I'm such an idiot. Steve Martin said he likes to put women on a pedestal because then it's easier to see up their dress. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, do you know I used to do that in the stores when I was little? I would go... I'd look at the mannequins. I'd look up their skirts because I just needed to know if they had any panties on. And I, I, every time my mother would be horrified. Get away from that mannequin! That's so funny you say that. I did that too. <laughs> Heck, I just I saw an article in the paper, and it's not, it's not funny, but it, at a Mount Lake Terrace, a former student is facing a felony voyeurism charge for allegedly filming upskirt videos oh, of a well, classmate without her knowledge more than a year ago. That's not, yeah, that's, that, again, is more common. Than, we had a kid in our high school class. He, he He's very good at it, if you consider what he was doing good. He, he uh, taped mirrors to his shoe tops. Oh, brother. And then he'd try to sit with the best-looking girl for during lunch period at the table, and then he'd be looking down Boys. at his shoe. <laughs> trying to look up her dress. Boys. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. This but I guess I'm saying it's been done. It's been done right. since the beginning Boys. of dresses anyway, and time. So I don't know. The virtual relationship can be actually a very attractive one because it doesn't take um I don't know, it doesn't seem to take an enormous amount of effort in terms of sustaining a relationship. You get all the good stuff. You well, not all the good stuff. But, oh well, that's true. Yeah. That's but, a good point. But because uh, I was thinking about this, and a friend of mine said, "Oh, that's just weird, man. A guy, Mm-mm. he's just online." And I thought, "Well, wait a minute. If you think about it, back in uh, uh, what I guess you can generically call olden times, uh, you know, there would be romances that would 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 blossom." From letter writing back and forth to woman, got like a guy out west, and he wants to he forms a pen pal relationship with a woman who lives in the east, and back and forth, and then she comes out west with the intention of marrying mm-hmm. him, and they haven't actually set eyes on each other. Maybe they had photographs, so I don't think it's beyond uh, beyond precedent. Well, surely. the problem is, and as kind of what was made clear from the story of Mister Teo is that. There's a term. Have you heard the term catfishing? Yes. Being catfished. But just recently I've heard <clears throat> that. There's a TV show called Catfish, right? Yeah. So um, 
there are a lot of people out there who, again, no surprise, but who aren't who they say they are. So you can mm-hmm. carry on. And it's just very sad. I find this this documentary very sad. It's a show on MTV called Catfished. And it's cur- how, how people can form <laughs> aliases and, and that kind of thing. Well, um, the creator actually was duped by a person that he thought was real, a woman that he thought was real that turned out and he fell in love with her, as you said, and had this relationship with her online and her pictures and, and, and long phone conversations only to find out months later she wasn't real it was hmm. not a real person and it wasn't his girlfriend it was actually a cow <clears throat> so, <laughs> kind of so i i think that um internet dating hoaxes is a very real problem and i love that they've done this show but there are a lot of people if you watch the show pat you will see people on there go oh no Oh, oh, he's real. No, he's a doctor. He is an artist. He he helps children. He does sign language. He does. I know all this stuff. Are you kidding? I have spent so much time on the phone with him. I've spent so much time on the internet. I know him. I know he's real. I know and people. Then, I can tell when people and are then, fake. Yeah. Then they take they take these people to show them this. Oh my goodness! This isn't. It's heart. It is yeah, really heartbreaking. I think that'd be hard to watch. It's. It is very hard to watch. But that's why you know now I I used to do online dating quite a bit like more than I probably should have. Um, I don't really, I don't date anymore. And part of it is I don't want to waste a bunch of energy and I just don't trust anymore. Did you know, have you noticed that about me? I don't trust anybody or anything. I think everybody's lying. I think everybody's out to hurt me. Well, I'm, I'm not out to hurt you, although I, I could be lying about that. I know. But these uh, the hoaxes have been around probably since the first Crow Magnon man drug his knuckles along the ground. What do you suppose the first hoax would have been? <laughs> I don't know, but th- th- here's one I came across that I thought was very interesting. Uh, there was a very famous writer named H. L. Mencken. He was a he he was not only a great writer and rock on tour, but he was sort of a cynic, and he just thought the American public were a bunch of bozos, and and would try to prove it all the time as well. And so on December twenty eighth, nineteen seventeen, Mister Mencken published in a newspaper uh, an account of the history of the bathtub in America. And the history was a complete fabrication. He made the whole thing up from beginning to end. It contained utterly fantastic claims, but people across the country believed it entirely. The story started showing up in other newspapers, and uh, then it started showing up in history books. And his story (laughs) was the patently improbable claim that the bathtub was unknown in America until 1842, <laughs> when a guy uh, recently back from a trip to Europe had laid eyes on a bathtub, so he introduced it to America, with big fanfare. Uh, but the ce- celebration didn't last long because this guy could not persuade people in the East of the bathtub's usefulness. Uh, physicians expressed the opinion that bathing was a serious danger to health, legislators passed laws against it. And according to the story, opposition to the bathtub remained strong until 1851 when Millard Fillmore, described as intrepid, ordered one installed in the White House, and then after the president started using the bathtub, then bathing became fashionable. So this is the story that Mencken published, and and it said for 10 years... He watched in disbelief, silently, People buying it. at his ridiculous story. And, and then just... finally, in May of 1926, he finally said, Okay, you know what, everybody? The whole thing is a pack of lies. I made it up in 1917. This splash, I was taking a bath. I just, I hate that, though. 
I mean, I just he, he just wanted to, to prove that American people wanted will to swallow prove, anything. But I think it's irresponsible. We already know that people will swallow anything. People will buy anything, and you you know. But it's funny how the but only. But he thought thing... he had written something so absurd. Oh right. Splash! I jump back in the bath. How was I to know there was a party going on? Remember our shows? We used to do April Fool's Day oh, yeah. shows, yeah. and a lot of people would forget when they woke up that morning that it was April Fool's Day. And I can remember when we had um, a show, an April Fool's news story about how eating in the car was going to be illegal, I and remember. people were furious, calling and and well, then we, so terribly. Then upset. we even we heightened it even more, and we said, e- even if you you can't even have food in the car in, in the cab mm-hmm. you have to have in you, the trunk you have to put it in your trunk mm-hmm. of your car groceries canned goods doesn't matter what you cannot have it mm-hmm. inside the car so we kept exaggerating it yeah. making it even and boy did we get phone calls people bought it hook line and sinker. so that's the only day it seems that you can get away with hoaxes that's the only day if if you do a hoax any other day you're just an, an idiot and you're you know an ass but um, but April Fool's Day, it's it's free, it's free, it's open. But I don't know. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. Listen, baby. Well, we had we the, the first time we did something like that. Uh, we it was even more of a complete fabrication. We had our wonderful friend Dustin Hornby was part of our morning show. And so he concocted this idea. It was his idea. And then we, we said, okay, we'll do this on the air. And it was the idea that, that the uh, state of Washington was going to begin a year-long experiment with um, metric time. Mm-hmm. We would have to have metric clocks, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that was. And then he invented all this terminology, which was just was all like, made up. Yeah, it was good. He'd say something like, for example, what we call a minute in the United <laughs> States is is a minute and three seconds in Canada, or we call that a Google Nick or something like that. So we would not only have to have, everybody would be required to get these clocks at your own expense, <laughs> but you'd have to learn all the terminology. And oh right. my God, people. But it, see, it was done so well by Dustin that people bought it and they just started that's the thing. fuming. Hoaxes can be very successful if you if you throw it out there people will believe stuff what kind of fool am i i'm having trouble of coming up with a specific one for me but i i there probably are countless ones because i'm i think i'm pretty gullible i i think i i don't think you are you seem to be pretty sharp i i come slowly to to, but see the difference with you is we pulled one on somebody the difference between us though is I suspect everybody and everything. That is my nature. I think everybody's lying to me. I think everybody's out to get me. You, on the other hand, don't think that. I admire that. I like that you're, if you call that gullible, I think that's a sweetness. This this happened to me one time. When I, um, I just thought of it. When we, uh, when I w- lived in Boise, Idaho, worked at a TV station there, uh, I, among my other duties, I began a late night horror movie show called Peculiar Playhouse just where we got the name of this podcast. And I played this kind of uh, dim-witted professor guy called him Professor Jasper T. Farndark. And I wore, I put on makeup. I had a big old gray cookie duster and I put gray in my hair. There's some uh, clips on YouTube too if people want to go check that out. I think there are. I, 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 I haven't looked. But 
the the point is that the, it became a very popular show, mm-hmm. and and uh, because at that time there was no cable penetration in the Boise area yet, so either there was nothing else on at midnight, or everybody else had signed off. So they canceled my show. The station manager said, "Okay, we're we're done with your show. We're not going to carry it anymore." <clears throat> then they got the ratings, and they discovered that this show, Peculiar Playhouse, was getting a 90 share. Oh, my gosh. A 90, I mean, that a share, that means 90% of the TVs that were on were watching that show. That's amazing. <clears throat> so the management completely changed their mind and said, oh, my God, you're going back on the air again. Yeah, you're rehired. Yeah, we're rehired. So in the wake of the popularity of the show, we'd get lots of requests from people who wanted to had ideas or wanted to come. So I get this request from this guy. Uh, it comes from a letter, and then I talk to him on the phone, and then I meet him in person, and he says that he has done a uh, horror movie, and w- could he come by as part of our show and show a clip from the horror movie that he made? And I said, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So he comes on, and we show the clip from his horror movie, and I think it's kind of grisly. So have you seen the movie in its entirety at all, or is this the first time you're seeing the clip? First time I'm seeing the clip. Okay, so you don't even know anything no, about it's, this it's guy a, it's or a, the movie. It's a, it's a Frankenstein-type tale. Okay. And so we play the clip on the air, and I interview the guy, and it's very credible and all of that. And then and the show airs, and then the day, the next day, I get a call from more than one person who said, you know that uh, that clip you were showing on Peculiar Playhouse last night? That that's uh, from an Andy Warhol movie. He produced it. It's called Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. You you've been punked. You've been duped by this guy. And the guy was so forthcoming wow. about so so um, so yeah, straightforward. See? I I bought it hook, line, yeah. and sinker. It wasn't a big disaster that I got of course. duped. I just cop to it but right wow, away but that is amazing yeah so that's uh, sometimes i just don't see things coming you know you're thinking i'll oh, keep that in mind this guy's a fan of the show oh boy sure i'd love to sure he likes he likes us and we'll help him his career people can take advantage of that side of you yeah, maybe can. that's why i but what i probably miss out on a lot of great things too because i think everything i would my initial reaction would be i better check and see if this guy really did this movie yeah because i, well, I don't I believe do, he would i didn't do anything. no no but i'm saying foolish. that's everything i do in life i even you know i check i do a back a background check on you every week Week to week? Week to week. Wow. Because I just, I I'd don't... like to see that myself. <laughs> so far, so good. That's why I'm oh, here. That's good. That's good. What kind of fool I am. Uh, I was part of a thing that I did with another guy um, that I'm not proud of and... Uh, and so this is a hoax you put up place yeah, on somebody we, else? Yeah, we like to Not play... Not a hex, but a hoax. When I was in high school and, and first years of college, we loved to play phone hoaxes. We were seduced by... <laughs> I think all By ra- radio that. show hosts that would do, you know, stuff like that on the radio, and we thought, eh, we should do that too. Yeah, that so we, funny. We had a recording device and stuff, so we, oh. could, we could listen to both ends of our conversation. Very so good. So we'd call up... Um, oh, I don't know. We I remember uh, there was a restaurant called the Tom Tom in my hometown so we call up the tom this isn't even funny but we just call <laughs> yep. up we call up the I'll tom the tom says, hello this is the tom tom yeah uh is this the tom tom yeah yes this is tom tom uh are you the cook cook at the tom tom <laughs> uh no 
It'd be something like that. It's just stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, but you guys were falling Oh, we just thought we were hilarious. <laughs> just hilarious. And uh, so then we took it to another level. There was a local disc jockey that we thought was terrible. We just thought, this, he's so bad. We can't. We can't take him, so let's let's pull a trick on him. So I call up, and we we have we have <laughs> we have a little record player there. Remember those? Yes. And so I'm playing. I got music ready to go on that, and I come on the phone. The guy says, "Hello," at the radio station he was yeah. working at. He's, he's on the air right he's on, now. He's on the air. Okay. And I go, "Hey, how's it going? This is Jim Jenkins down here at uh, <laughs> let's make up a station at the KRK." Up in the Dials, Oregon. Uh, hang on a second, I got to do a thing here, and then I play. The, then I play a little music. Music power. And right now, by request from Daryl to Sarah. Hey, baby, I love you like a fat guy loves donuts. I come back on the phone. Okay, I'm in a record now. Uh, anyway, uh, let's say his name You're was so funny. Say say his name was Rick. Hey, uh, Rick, uh, look, here's the deal. I heard you when I was driving through town the other day, and we would love to get you on the air up here. Oh, I don't know what you're making right now, but we'll double your salary. Oh, my God. So can you, why don't you come on up here? When's your next day off, Rick? Uh, I guess it would be like Thursday. <laughs> okay. Why don't you come on up here to the Dalton on Thursday? Oh, my and God. And ask for me. I'm as real as a real can get. And so, so and then oh. we hang up. So, oh, I know, honey, I know. that is kind of mean. Yeah, the poor guy. You could hear in his voice, he was he was so hopeful. It was so, so exciting. Oh. And then, uh, so here's what we did. I, I sat and I ruminated about it. And so said, you, after you hung up the phone, did you guys immediately go, oh, what did we do? Or did you then? I don't know if Did it you was, still think it was funny? <laughs> that was good. I don't know if I was the DJ. Come to think of it, it might have been my friend that played the part of the supposed program director of this other radio station. But I started thinking about it, and I thought, oh, you know what? This is not right. I can't let that poor guy spend his gas and his time and have his get embarrassed when he shows up at this station. Mm. So here's how we decided to handle it. Mm. I call him back, and, and then I'm a different guy. No, I call him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's sounds like it's going to work. Rather than just call back and say, hey, hey you know that thing? It was a hoax. Goodbye. We're idiots. Yeah, we're yeah. idiots. Yeah. We're sorry. No, no you no. didn't now play somebody else. Yeah, now we have to play somebody else. So we call him back. He goes, hello. I go, uh, yes, is this Rick? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Rick, this is uh, Jack Jenkins here at uh, the radio station. Blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm the general manager here. <laughs> uh, I believe my program <laughs> director... Can't just called it. you up a moment ago, and he made you an offer uh, which he was not authorized to make. <laughs> we are undergoing some uh, transitions here at the station, and uh, believe me, when and when and if we make those changes down the road, we will certainly keep you in mind, but uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, we're not interviewing anybody, so again, do not come here on Thursday. Whatever you do. <laughs> do not come here. It's all just been a misunderstanding and miscommunication. Huh? And he seemed to buy that. He was obviously still well, I disappointed, think... but at least well, we weren't having him drive up and here. He, and you didn't embarrass him, too, no. by calling him and saying, you know what I mean? You sort of let him save face. Yeah. Now that I think about it, that wasn't a stupid decision. I think that was a very nice thing to do. Well... I don't think any of it was very nice, but at but least... He's, so he's gone through now, he's gone through his whole life, probably, 
He's one of those people that's had a hoax played on him, but he believes a story, a story and a reality that he will believe his whole life. Well, maybe, unless he decided, you know what, this is all smelling a little fishy to me. Maybe I think I'll call didn't. that station and see if they actually have a guy named this and a guy yeah, named that. Maybe. You know? but who, who knows? Don't you, do you remember his name? Yes. Do you think you could look him up maybe and come clean? Well, he had an air name. I, it just sounded like... It didn't sound like a real name. It's like Sandy Beach. Let's you know, just say if you could. Lance Boyle. You know, <laughs> if some, you could find him, do you think you'd come clean now? Um. Yeah, I, I guess would? so. I guess so. I'm going to look into it. All right. I'll tell you what his real name, his uh, okay. air name was when we, when we okay. finish here. All right. All right. So, and then uh, maybe you won't have to carry that albatross around your neck. For you know, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah, it's getting nice. heavy and smelly. Day after day. Indulge me, please. Alone on a hill. One of my favorite Beatles songs ever. The man with the foolish grin is keeping perfectly still. But nobody wants to know him. They can see that he's just a fool. And he never gives an answer. But the fool on the hill. You have a smartphone, right? Uh, I do have a smartphone. Um, I don't know. I kind of. Sometimes I don't I get... really use it for email. I don't. I know you use yours for email. You miss all my emails. So I don't know how effective your smartphone. Well, I don't is. like writing uh, <clears throat> emails on a phone. I'm I like, and I don't. So I use it for awkward. phone calls. I use it for texts, and I play Angry Birds on it. And I have I have my banking app on there, um, and uh, I have. Oh, uh, I don't know. I have a few other apps on there that... Well, there's an article that uh, from actually from researchers at Carnegie Mellon University. Have you ever had a Carnegie Mellon, by the way? I don't mm. really like Mellon. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they say that some of these apps, well, they, they list the 10 worst apps for taking your personal details right. without letting you know. Now, I think you can mm. assume that every time you get an app, yeah. You're giving your information out. Sure. Right? And, you agree, how, and you agree to terms and all of this, this sort of stuff. This is how applications work. You wonder why it's free? Now you know. That's right. Not They're not all free, but so many of them are. I, I, really good I, I just have always, I'm always surprised when people get all up, oh my gosh, if you've got these apps and they've got your info. But anyway, so yeah, so that so, the, them, so these are the birds. these are the worst the ten worst for taking your personal details, including Angry Birds. Which yes, you I have that. Brightest flashlight. I have that. Do you? What is that? Oh, oh, my oh God. it turns your phone into oh a flashlight. Oh my God! It? it is yeah. so awesome. You have to get it. Yeah, I should get it. I did an auction uh, in the summertime, and I had parked in the this really dark lot and i could not yes. find my car i couldn't yeah. see it you was too turn dark that little flashlight yeah. on it's great too when all the lights go out and you've got to go to the front door and you can't see yeah you know and you've got to get your key in I, there that's a good idea I'll but it'll that. take it'll take all your information uh, better be careful yeah they've got it Who i got cares? nothing to hide uh there's one called toss it that's a game talking tom don't have that backgrounds hd wallpapers yeah i don't have that dictionary.com yeah i don't have that mousetrap don't have it horoscope no shazam no I have Shazam, and I also have Pandora. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Those Pandora two. Internet Radio. So, so yeah. So apparently, the argument is you got to be careful because they access where you are, and that's I think okay. I don't care if people know where I'm at, where I'm at. If I'm ever lost, I want people to know where well, I'm they at. Bring, they bring that little prompt up that says, uh, "This Angry Birds would like to know your current location. Right. Yes or no? Can can we?" And I always say no. Yeah, I say no. You yeah. can just tell it no. Yeah. They can grab your contact list, which is, I mean. Is this any worse than having telemarketers know your phone number? Not really. I think a lot of people are a little bit um, 
hypersensitive about this, this whole privacy thing. I, I don't really so care. So you're saying privacy is just way overrated. The reason they want this information is so that they can create advertising suited to what you may need. Mm -hmm. I really personally don't see anything wrong with that because they're not forcing me to buy it. How, what do I care? I get junk mail all the time. Do I, I get do I get all upset and say, you know, I don't care. They yeah. have my address. Am I supposed to keep my address private so I don't get these advertisements? I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't matter to it me. It doesn't matter to me either. But I thought this was pretty cool. I, the, some of these apps are just fantastic, really, when you think about it. Uh, there are apps uh, for a, a ways that you can take care of yourself. I recently... Uh, got a free there are a number of them but it's a, like a pedometer yeah you can have it on your phone and you can find out that they say you should try to walk i don't know what 10 right. miles a day something like that mm -hmm. and this is a way you can monitor how much walking around you do yeah because you don't actually have to get out and go for a walk you do a lot of walking in yeah. i mean like to the fridge to the couch i saw i saw a story the other day uh, on one of these uh one of these uh, news magazine shows uh, but that says that we are killing ourselves. We sit around too much. Everybody has these jobs where they're I sitting know. in a chair, they're working on a computer all day. Yep. And there's a guy, a doctor actually, who's developed a thing, uh, kind of a treadmill thing where you, that you put your laptop on or your computer no, and no, he walks all no, day no, while he's working. No, I, I, that no. sounds good to me. That sounds ridiculous to me. When he's I'm moving. When I'm focused on really difficult things and editing and doing... I can't be walking. I can't, I've got to focus strictly on the work I've got in front of me. If I'm walking, my brain You're is taking killing yourself. My brain is taking part of what I need to remember to do to do my feet right and unfocusing from what I need to do to look at the work I need to do in audio well, production he, he says or it's in writing. You can, you can adapt to it, it. It doesn't seem easy at first, but he said you get used to it after a while, and you 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 have the option of turning it off if you're really need to focus but you can you can just get a little exercise while you're doing work i, I, I think that sounds good to me maybe while you're checking your email or something yeah. else yeah but maybe that not when i'm working i can't i need to focus on that here are five apps kind of health related apps uh, here's the top five ones one's called i triage and this is recommended uh, by the staff at providence hospital here for example it was developed by two er docs and they use it now in more than 80 countries and it helps users Interpret symptoms and seek treatment. Like, hey, I'm I got a sweaty lip and I got a twitch. Uh, what is that? And you tap it into this eye triage, and it will tell you what what possible malady mm -hmm. you may have, or dissuade you from worrying about it, or tell you where to get treatment. Okay. Then there's one called that. Nike Plus Running. This uses a smartphone's GPS signal to chart runs, and then compares your training regimen to let you know if you're improving or not. And it offers audio feedback including cheers from your friends, if you want to put that in there. That's nice. There's one called Sleep Cycle. Using uh, an iPhone's ability to monitor movement, this app can be timed to wake you up when you're sleeping the most lightly. So in theory, it makes the transition into the waking world a little less stressful because you're already sort of starting to wake oh, up a little bit. Oh, I hate that Rather app. than the alarm goes off when you're in deep sleep. You know how terrible that feels? Well, yeah, sometimes you got to get up when you're in deep sleep. Too bad. This is supposed to make that transition a little less stressful. I don't believe it. And they have similar apps for Android phones. And there's one called Calorie Counter, uh, which you can probably figure out. Uh, breaks down everything from calories to carbs and cholesterol on more than 1.7 million food items, hmm. including fast food. That's a lot of data right there. And then there's a cardio trainer 
one as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the world of apps is a-okay. All right. All right. One last thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, we have time? Yeah. Heck, we got nothing we, but time. All right. One last wow. thing I wanted to ask you. Um, did you see the portrait, the official portrait of Kate Middleton? Uh, I know. That came out about a month ago. I I saw I, I saw a close up of it on TV. I did see it. I hate I, I it. I thought it was great. I hate it. Yeah, a lot of people her do mouth, hate it. Her mouth and the little things right around what are these things called right here? Dimples? No, not dimples. What this part of your face right here? Uh, this part right here. Well, I don't know. It's, that it's part it looks all the connector to your two sides of your mouth. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? That thing? Yeah. There's, around her mouth just looks, it's all, I know, I see, I don't want to look at it anymore. I love it. I she's think it's holding, cool. She's holding her mouth kind of, it just, it, no. It's pursed. Her lips are I don't are like it. I hate bit. it. Well. And uh, it's now become a meme on the internet, too, with all sorts of different, oh, yeah, she's of showing up on, in, yeah. in all sorts of places. The artist, a uh, celebrated artist named Paul Emsley. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody else may not like it, but the Duchess herself loves oh, it. Oh, baloney. That's what she, she said. Oh, so, again, we're back to lies. Well, she probably looked at it and went, oh, my dear God. Well, and then when he said, how do you like it? She said, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Pick out a pleasant outlook, stick out that noble chin, wipe off that full of doubt look, slap on a happy grin, and spread sunshine all over the place, and put on a happy face. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 